Welcome, friends, to the Embracing Darkness podcast. We are on episode nine, and we're going to call tonight's episode What My Darkness Taught Me. I am Izzy Swanson, and I am here to serve as your guide as we talk about the gifts that we find in darkness. I am very passionate about healing um, by bringing together and accepting all of those things about ourselves that we think are broken or don't belong. Those things that we hide in the dark, they are our true gifts. So I believe that in order to be balanced and to thrive in a healthy way with ourselves and the world around us, we must understand our darkness. And so tonight, I'm going to share with you some personal experiences about what I learned from my own darkness or what I've learned thus far from my own darkness. Tonight's topic was inspired by a dear, dear friend of mine, a sister, who suggested to me that I start to write a new story um, and that I use that story to empower others through their own experiences of trauma and darkness. And kind of taking what she said a little bit and putting my own little spin on it, which is always going to have the spin of darkness, this is what I came up with. And I hope that you get something out of it tonight, too. So before I begin, let me just take care of a few things. One is that you see me sitting in a different surrounding tonight. For those of you that view me on YouTube, um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Izzy Swanson. Um, I'm sitting kind of in a dim light because I have two choices here where I'm at at my office in downtown Austin. I can either have full fluorescent lights um, in my face creating major glow or a couple of dim lights around me. And I figure that the dim lights are appropriate for what we do here on the podcast and they're a little bit more comfortable. And to, to kind of let you know, I am recording from my office in downtown Austin. I've decided to start shifting down here to avoid any internet disasters and interruptions that I have from family members at home. I also want to take a moment to thank you for your patience. I haven't recorded anything for you in a while. Um, recently, it's because I've been quite busy putting together a few new projects, putting a few new things into place and making some changes in my business and doing uh, a lot of service work in my community. And I'll share some of that with you um, towards the end of the podcast. But I also took the time to honor the cycle of the seasons and the dark time of the year. Um, in addition to that belief that I was mentioning here at the beginning of the podcast tonight, I also believe that healing in darkness is something that we do by aligning with the energy of the earth and the natural world around us because it provides us stability and foundation and support, which is something that I think as a whole, as a culture, and as a species, we are sorely lacking in. And I, I find that having that connection and being aligned with the natural world helps to bring your body back into balance and helps to take care of you while you're doing more deep and intense work. And so having said that, when I say that I took the time to slow down and honor the dark time of the year, what I mean to say is that I'm paying attention to what that time of the year is supposed to mean. In the dark time of the year, which is fall and winter, it's a time of slowing down, uh, taking your harvest and gathering it and maintaining it throughout the time when you don't have as many resources. It's a time of introspection. It's a time of 
quiet reflection. It's a time of spending more time alone um, in solitude, of taking stock, of looking at where you were uh, in the previous year and where you're going throughout the next year. And it's also my favorite time of the year. I love quiet, dark silence. And so I've took that time this year to really, really slow down and honor that and to do some goal setting and to make some changes right around the winter solstice and moving into January. And also, you know, it's that in that time of reflection for me, a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about tonight or what I wrote for tonight kind of came out of some things that I've been thinking about because in the dark time of the year, right before we cycled into the dark time of the year, which for me is at Samhain or what is more commonly known as Halloween, um, right before that time, I celebrated 10 years clean. And that mile marker brought about a lot of reflection, a lot of thinking about where I used to be and what type of person I used to be and the kinds of things that I used to do and the kinds of things that are happening in my life now and all the changes that have happened and all the healing that has happened and coming to a place of real, real clarity and confidence and belief and um, comfort in my path. And so hopefully some of that comes through tonight with what I wrote to you about the gifts or the lessons that I learned from darkness. Additionally, in October, I had major surgery. And so in honoring my body, and in honoring the dark time of the year, I really took the time and have taken the time to heal slowly um, and not force it and kind of just let myself rest and enjoy where I'm at um, and let things happen naturally. So that has kind of put me behind a little bit with getting some things out for you. And so I want to say thank you very much for your patience with me, for all of you who are still here with me and for your support. So onward. Um, so as you may know, for those of you who have been listening for the past year or so, that before each podcast, I like to uh, pull a tarot card. Now, I'm not much of a diviner. I'm not the best at divination. I can do a lot of different things, but divination is not my speciality. And But I do like to use tarot cards for symbolism and for inspiration and for ideas and to align myself with a certain energy and kind of get guidance in which for which direction to go. I use them a lot for business planning and I always pick a card for the podcast. What's really funny though is today as I was getting ready to record the podcast, I had run out of, of the office to get something to eat real quick and got stuck in a little bit of downtown traffic and I'm listening to a CD that I hadn't listened to in a long time and I thought, you know, I might start sharing what songs inspire me before each podcast instead of just the the tarot card. I might just share with you guys what kind of music I'm listening to. And most of the time it's metal and I love metal and I love sharing metal. So I might start doing that. You know, who, who knows? We get to add our flavor to this. This is about authenticity. This is about healing. This is about embracing everything about yourself that other people may not love, but you love. And that's what makes you you. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. So in that vein, I may start sharing metal songs with you. We'll see how that goes, but I'm just being a little funny. So tonight, I am sharing with you a card from a new deck that I got called Flying Through the Veil. It's the Crow Tarot by MJ, I always forget her last name, Coolney, Coolnane. She did a, an Indigo Kickstarter 
or crowdfunding to get the deck funded. And I have to say that it is absolutely the most beautiful deck I've ever had. And it's one of, I've never been as connected with a deck as I am with this particular deck. And I just can't stop looking at it and I can't stop using it. And so I switched over tonight from using the Wild Unknown into the Crow Tarot because I'm carrying it around with me everywhere and I thought it would be appropriate. So the card that I that came up off the top of the deck tonight was the high priestess card. Um, for those of you that are viewing instead of, or um, viewing instead of listening, I'm trying to hold it up for you and hopefully it's not too blurry. The high priestess card in this deck talks about the energy of the other and of the other world always being present in us and the alignment with the moon, which is the alignment with the, the night and the darkness. It speaks of our intuitive power and our ability to connect with unconscious energy in order to receive divine knowledge. So I don't know about you, but I seem, I think, or I find that to be a pretty potent alignment with what we're doing here on this podcast, becoming more and more aware of our divine gifts and the energy of the other world by healing in darkness. Um, so I find it to be overall a quite appropriate card. So moving on, I'm going to get right into it. Um, I want to talk about the lessons that my darkness taught me or more like what I learned about myself in the darkness. Now, I don't want to talk too much in detail about my own personal story. Um, I, I'm going to share a little bit about it because I need to in order to set the tone for you, but the intention is not to make this all about like my story. It's to share you some insight with you. Um, and I do need to share a little bit of it, but I don't want to spend too terribly much time with it. What I do want to say is that for the majority of my life, things were not particularly sane or safe, and they didn't make a lot of sense, and they were quite painful. So before I begin to talk about any of this, I want to set, set you up just a little bit and tell you that I do get emotional when I start to talk a little bit about what my darkness was like and what my story is like. Um, I want you to know that as I've learned how to tell my story, I've learned about myself and from my own darkness that I'm quite defiant and rebellious and intense and that I don't have much of a sense of humor. And I want you to know that before I get started because all of those things brought me a lot of pain throughout my life and throughout my darkness. All of those things were things that people would say to me well, you're too intense, or why can't you take a joke, or why does this matter to you so much, or why can't you just do what everyone else does, why can't you be like other women types of things, and so some of these things that I have come to really love about myself were things that for a long time I really hated about myself. Um, I hated them because I believed what other people taught me about myself, and so today, in, in an effort to share my authenticity with you and be the whole and complete being that I feel like I am or that I am becoming, I am I'm proud to embrace and honor my defiant, rebellious, non-joke, taking intense attitude in the world. And I love myself for it. Yeah, I'm intense, but that's important because that's fuel. That's my fire. That's what helps me do what I do in the world. And I'm comfortable with that now, but it took a long time for me to get to that place. My goals 
my dreams, my intentions to share with the world is that you can get to this place too, or at least I hope to show you some ways to get there. So a little bit about my story. If you've been listening to the podcast or if you've taken any of the online classes or heard me speak in any other capacity, you'll hear me talk a lot about being in recovery. I I was a teenage drug addict. I started using at the age of 14 and I stayed strung out for 16 years. Um, and there's a lot of insanity that comes with living a life like that. And there's a lot of things that have happened. Before that, um, my birth mother was... is and is a sociopath and she is quite violent and quite unaware of the damage that she does in the world and that kind of set the tone for what my life was like amidst a very 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 intensely Pentecostal upbringing and so all of those things kind of served to put me in a position of thinking that everything was wrong with me um, not liking anything about myself, hating the world around me, being very angry and reactive to it and trying to numb myself out and not be aware and present because it hurt too much to be present. It hurt too much to feel. And there are a lot of other things that are part of that story. Um, some of them are very intense and I don't necessarily have to share the details, but some of the deeper and darker ones were, um, having a child that almost died the first time and then having a child that didn't make it a, another time and myself almost dying. And that was in recovery after I was clean and after I was done living a life of self-destruction, I've almost died twice. So I've had some really intense things happen to me in my growth and in my life. Again, I am not sharing this to glorify or highlight my story. I'm sharing this because I know I'm not alone and I'm not the only one and that many of you have similar stories and have similar experiences and that's why you're listening to this podcast. You're learning about what darkness is and how to embrace yourself and how to become whole and become balanced. So hopefully um, we're all in this together. So let me share with you some things, and I know that I've learned more than what I've put together here for you, but these are the ones that got written down. These are the ones that came out of my mind while I was processing. Some things that I learned about myself. And the first one that I highlighted to talk to you is that I learned that shame is one of the most insidious emotions that exist and that is destroying humanity, um, that no one should ever have to feel this way, that we're not meant to live this way. I learned quickly in uh, coming to awareness, coming out of my fog, that so much of the language that we use towards ourselves and towards, our, uh, towards each other, just everything in our culture, is meant to make us feel like we are not enough, like we have to become something more than we already are in order to deserve what, what, is, what is essentially our birthright. And that is love and worthiness. Um, it's all around us. It's in the way that we speak to each other. It's in the way that women treat each other. It's in the way that cultural society treats women. But not just that. It's all of us. It's everything. And so I learned pretty quickly that I'm gonna I was going to have to fight shame and that shame was not going to do me any kind of 
service at all. And you, ha you may have heard me speak about how most of these dark emotions serve us in some way, in some form or fashion. Fear is a warning, typically to let us know that we're in danger and how to take care of ourselves, or kind of as a warning like, to check ourselves, like, is this something I should do? Anger is necessary and is a, is a boundary marker. It is the thing that tells you, hey, somebody has taken advantage of you or crossed your boundaries. Um, grief is necessary. It shows that you've loved. Like, there are different dark emotions, and I feel like they all serve a purpose except for shame. I find that shame does nothing but trap us within ourselves and keep us stuck. And while we are shaming ourselves and allowing other people to shame us. We can't see outside of the insanity. That's going to make sense hopefully as I continue to talk, but that was one of the first things that I wanted to highlight for you. Another thing that I learned from my story and from having survived all of the things that I have survived, because to be honest, sometimes I look at my life and I think, wow, holy shit, I'm alive. Like somehow I lived through that. I lived through 16 years of insanity. There were, there are memories of me driving completely blacked out and intoxicated on the highway and seeing myself in one lane and waking up in a whole nother lane. Like there are reasons that I look at my life and think, wow, how am I even here? Not only that, when I was a lot of times in that darkness that I was experiencing and those things that were happening to me, there were many, many times, even in recovery when I was physically dying, where I thought it would be easier if I didn't have to worry about being alive today. Now, I never thought to myself that I was going to commit suicide or take myself out of the game. It's just not how my mind works. But there were times where it was pain so painful that it was easier to think that it, I would be better off if I wasn't here. Other people wouldn't, ha I wouldn't have to deal with other people not liking me. I wouldn't have to deal with my own mistakes. I wouldn't have to deal with my pain. It would just be easier. One of the things that I've learned when I decided that I no longer wanted to live that way, when I was learning the gifts of what my darkness is, is that I learned that I wanted to live. I learned that it, I no longer wanted to die, that I no longer wanted to try to die or destroy myself, that there was something to live for, that despite all the things that had happened to me, there is some kind of ingrained survival mechanism that says live. And instead of living and waiting for dying to happen, I want to live. I want to experience the world. This is what I've learned. All that pain gave me a frame of reference to say, you know what? I know what goodness feels like. I can take joy in the small things and say, you know what? Things that bring me joy are having clean dishes. Things that bring me joy are sleeping well at night. Whereas sometimes we take those little things for granted. I can look at them and say, I get to wake up today and live this life and smell this air and touch this land and experience the full landscape of my emotions, whether they're too intense some days or not. I get to live. I get to experience that. I want to experience that. Not only that, I want to see the rest of the world. I want to travel. I want to experience. I want to meet people. I want to hear your stories. 
I want to experience life. I no longer want to, to die from that. And I get to do that now because I have embraced my own darkness, because I've gotten outside of myself enough to see that there's more to it than this. I also learned that I have the heart of a warrior and that I can survive anything. That being a warrior is something I can be proud of. What I mean to say is that all of those things that I've been through before, they've given me a frame of reference like I was mentioning before. They did not destroy me then. They will not destroy me now. I have learned what I can survive. I have learned that I can survive no matter what. That I wasn't undone before and that I'm still present here in this world and I'm not going to be undone now. Um, I know that I can face life and that I can face life on life's terms and no matter what, I'm going to be able to weather the storm. Part of that comes from my relationship with the other world and my relationship with my gods and my relationship with the earth. Because if it wasn't for them constantly coaching me and guiding me and giving me what I needed and making me face myself and making me deal with darkness, then I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't have... I wouldn't, I wouldn't always know that I was going to be able to survive things. I wouldn't always know that those were my gifts, those things that they were showing me were the gifts that make me who I am, the darkness that brings the balance to my life. Coming back to that thought of I learned how to be a warrior, this comes back to that, what I was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast when I was talking about all those things about me that I hated because the world taught me somehow either people said them to me or I picked them up from societal um, messages and cultural norms that fighting is a bad thing, that you shouldn't fight, that you shouldn't be so aggressive, that you shouldn't get angry, that you shouldn't always be fighting things, that we don't need to be warriors and war is bad. And yes, overall war is bad, especially when we're talking about in our political context. But fighting for yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. Fighting to have what you deserve in life, fighting to stand your ground and maintain, I learned that that is perfectly okay. And I am happy to be a warrior and I'm happy to embody the energy of warriorship in my life. Um, all of those times where I thought there was something wrong with me for being a fighter, I learned that being a fighter is how I got where I am. Because I was a survivor, I, or because I was a fighter, I survived. I learned that I can fight for what's right, and that it's necessary, and that it's needful, and that is not one bit of anything that I ever need to be ashamed of. And because I can do that, I can come back to this part where what I've been through in life would not destroy me then, it won't destroy me now because I can be a warrior and I can fight. I also learned that rock bottom means you have nothing left to lose. And that means that you get to reshape your life any way you want to.
When you hit the bottom, you think it's the end sometimes. You think that it's that there's nothing else worth living for, that you've lost everything, that you're alone in the world. And I'm here to tell you, at least from my perspective, that rock bottom means when I have absolutely nothing left to lose, that I have everything to gain. Meaning when I have nothing else to attach to and I don't need the approval of any other people and I don't have anything else to hold on to, all I have left is the essence of me and my soul. Right there in that moment, I get to choose who I become from here. I get to choose which direction I'm going and what choices I'm going to make. And that means that I don't have to think about all those other things that everybody else wanted me to think about. I don't have to hold on to those things. They don't have to define me anymore. I get to define myself. So sometimes I feel like the break is necessary because when we break and when we hit the bottom, then we are empowered. Now, I'm going to be careful and put a little caveat out here because I know that when we're talking about mental health, when we're talking about healing, when we're talking about PTSD and soul retrieval, that I don't necessarily want you to break all over the place. Um, you need help, mentors, guides, community support, and you need to take your time with it. None of this stuff that I'm telling you about happened overnight. This took a long time. And I'm not done by any stretch of the imagination. I just happen to be in a really good place with how far I've come so far. And I can look back at all the things I've learned from my story now. So I do want you to know that I'm not saying rush out there and break yourself into little pieces in ways that can be damaging and harmful. Do it in a good, healthy paced um, and manageable way and um, do have someone to guide you and help you and support you. Um, in addition to learning that rock bottom means I have nothing left to lose and everything to gain, what I learned from losing all those things is that I no longer have to worry about how I impress you. I have been in the darkest of places and I have been broken in that darkness and I have learned what's really important to me as you're hearing me talk about tonight. And I'll tell you what, I it's not important anymore what anybody expects of me. Yeah, there's some expectations. Yeah, I got to pay my bills. I got to do all that stuff. But ultimately, I got to do it my way, which is why I'm talking to you about providing you metal song lyrics or album covers as sources of inspiration because it doesn't matter anymore if you like me. I mean, I want you to like me, but it's okay if you don't because I like me. Because I don't need to impress you anymore. Because when I do that, I am keeping myself in victim mode. When I am trying to get you to like me and me and trying to make myself impress you at the expense of my own self, I am sacrificing my energy to you instead of keeping it with myself. And instead of me finding out who I am from where I need to be right here in this moment, I'm doing it by trying to take something from you or give something away. And that's not authentic. That's not real. That's still fear. And I don't need to live that way anymore because it doesn't matter. I don't need to hold on to impression in that way and expectations in that way because ultimately when it's all said and done at the end of the day, the only person left inside this head is me and my gods and that's all that matters. And I have learned to be okay with that.
So if you're just joining me and you follow me on Facebook and you decided to follow my personal page on Facebook, you will find me doing nothing but talking about metal and sports and funny things because that's who I am outside of my work. Let me see where I am. I've kind of lost my list a little bit because I skipped around in numbers. I wrote you a little list. I have 13 points here actually. Um, and I feel like I skipped around as I was talking, which is fine. I do that sometimes. I make these pretty little lists and then I jump ahead. Part of what I was already mentioning that I have here on this list is that I learned that I get to choose how I'm going to face life's challenges and that no one can take that choice away from me anymore. And this kind of comes back a little bit to that rock bottom and to that not needing to impress. When you get to that point of having lost everything, of feeling, of being in that dark place where you think everything is ended and you learn that you get to decide from here what you also learn is how no one can ever take those choices away from you again from this point forward i get to decide how i'm showing up in the world i get to make those choices and yeah it means i've got to be responsible for my own actions and i don't get to blame them on anyone else or any of my circumstances anymore i don't get to run from them i don't get to escape them but i get to choose and no matter what you can't take that away from me, you, the collective you. No one can take that away from me anymore. I have the power of choice every single day. And when I feel like I don't have the power of choice, then I get to be a warrior and fight for myself because that's what I learned from my own darkness. And it's essential. And I believe that warriorship is important. So I, I've kind of dovetailed a couple of these in here together, but what I want to say to you also is that I've learned from my own darkness through having to fight for myself, also have how to protect myself. And what I mean by that is that I have learned to recognize what is not safe and what is safe and I have learned to set up boundaries and say no and that is a very painful thing to learn when you're somebody who cared a lot about whether or not you were good enough and whether or not people liked you and then you had to learn that it doesn't matter anymore but setting up boundaries and saying no meaning I'm not going to let anybody try to take my choice away from me anymore. I'm not going to let anybody speak to me in a way that is shameful. I'm not going to let anybody give me unsolicited advice about my life choices, which is kind of degrading in a way because people automatically assume that you didn't think about your life choices. I'm not going to accept work with someone that's not going to pay me or at least give me some kind of exchange that is mutually beneficial for both of us. I am not going to work with a client who isn't going to hear what I'm sharing with them or isn't going to take care of themselves. I'm not going to work with somebody who is actively using drugs. Like there are boundaries that I've had to set up. Every one of these things is an example that I've had to encounter. I've also had to encounter situations where I have to tell other women that I cannot be in the same space with them because of the beliefs they continue to perpetuate about what we owe to other people. Like I have not 
I've had to set many boundaries. Um, and uh, at first that's painful when you really, when you think, because what you think is you're losing something and you're losing someone that setting a boundary means that something is going away from you. But the truth is I've lost burdens and excess energy and things that I didn't need to worry about anymore. So saying no has turned out to be one of the healthiest things that I've ever done. Saying no to things that just don't feel right, I'm not going to do it. Um, these are things that I've learned because I didn't say no before. I didn't have the willpower before. And setting those boundaries has helped me protect my own space help me protect my energy, protect my body, and protect what it is that I've worked so hard to cultivate. Well, other, another thing that I learned from healing through my own darkness is I learned what I value. I learned what is important to me and what I believe in. I learned what is worth living for and what is worth fighting for. I believe, and I talk about this a lot in the classes that I teach, um, especially in the Boundary Magic class and in the Embracing Darkness course, I believe that knowing what we value and what is important to us is actually the place, the center of the wheel from which we expand the rest of our life. And so through learning what darkness was for me and what I didn't want to feel and what I didn't want to experience anymore, what I learned is what I do want to experience and what is important to me and why sometimes the pain was so intense because the things that I valued were being violated. I learned that I, I have a strong sense of justice and what is right and wrong and how people are treated and how people are made to feel. I learned that um, I believe in discipline and I believe in routine. I've learned that family is important to me. I've learned that being alone is important for my own healing and my own growth. I have learned that it does matter what we feel politically and how we present that in the world. These are just some of my values. They may be different for you, but what I did learn is what I value. And once I knew what I valued, then I knew what I was willing to fight for and why I'm here and what my purpose is. And that has given me more reasons to live than almost anything that I have encountered in this life. And through learning what I valued, and through learning what I believe in and why I do what I do and why I'm here, I learned to love myself. I learned to love all those things I've been talking about up to this point. All those pieces of me that I wanted to hate, that I was ashamed of, that I wanted to change. I learned that they are very valid pieces of me and that the more that I accept them for their existence inside of me, the more I bring myself back together. And I learned all of those things that I mentioned to you before, that I'm defiant, rebellious, that I love metal, that I love sports, that all of those things are a part of who I am. And I've learned that I love myself for that. And that's a big deal. I don't know if this message is making it through to your heart tonight, but I can tell you that being able to say that I love myself for who I am right here in this moment, talking to you on this screen, on this podcast, is the biggest piece of healing that anyone can expect to feel in this life. 
And I've learned to love myself. That's what I've learned from my darkness. I also learned who I want to be and who I don't want to be. And this kind of ties into the values and the loving myself. But I learned that I don't want to be somebody who is reacting to the world. I don't want to be somebody that uses my words to hurt people. I don't want to be somebody that takes advantage of other people. I don't want to be some of those I don't want to follow the examples that were set for me. I don't want to cause people pain. I don't want to force people to believe the way that I believe. I don't want to make people feel bad because they're not the same as me. I don't want to be that person. What I do want to be is somebody that makes you feel safe, somebody that feels safe, somebody that can be present in life, somebody that is paying attention to the little details and showing you that I care the best that I can, as best as I can in my life at any given moment, depending on how crazy my own stuff is. But I've learned what kind of person I do want to be. I've learned how I want to show up in the world. I wouldn't have known any of that if I didn't know all the things that I didn't want to be from all the experiences that I had before. So that to me is a valuable lesson that I learned from darkness. Another very important thing that I learned from my darkness is that I learned how to look up to and be inspired by other women. And I learned how to love people again. I did not come from a place where women were valued. The belief system that I was raised in taught me at a very young age that women were to be submissive and that women couldn't sit a certain way and that women didn't drive race cars and they didn't fly planes and they didn't climb trees. But not only that, I was surrounded by masculine energy. I have many brothers and I had many boys around me growing up, which is nothing to say anything bad about them, but I did not. And also because of the things that my mother did to me, I learned not to trust women. And so I distanced myself from them and believed that they were all catty, that they were competitive, that they were out to get me, which is something that I see perpetuated in our society between women all the time now. I learned that I don't, I learned to love and look up to women and that strong women help other women. I learned to love people again. As I mentioned, you know, through my own darkness, I was really angry and I was, I turned out to be very violent for a little while and I was very, very harmful with my words and I did not care about people. And I was, I had shut myself off from any sort of compassion. I didn't care. I didn't care how I affected other people as long as I could get what I needed and I could move on or I could make people stop talking to me and I didn't have to feel. I had no compassion for other people. And the more I came out of that, the more I learned to understand people. And I feel like part of that is because I knew what it was like to be so broken and so torn and so turned off that when I started to see other people clearly, I could see their story and it was the same story as me. And through that experience of what I learned from my own dark experiences, I learned that I'm not alone, that 
everyone is just looking for the same thing, which is to be loved and to be worthy and to be accepted and to be happy and safe. And I learned to see that and hear that in other people's story. In places where we might judge people or not have patience for them, I learned that we're not very much different. And in that way, I learned how to be compassionate for other people and how to be connected with other people in that way. And it brought me to a place where I could feel again. But I wouldn't have known that. And I, may, I might have taken that for granted if I hadn't had the experiences of everything that I learned from the darkness of my story and through working through my own darkness. I, I just wouldn't have learned that. Here are a few other things that I've learned. I learned that anger is a gift. Again, talking about the things that I've learned from darkness. I learned that it's a tool, that it's a weapon, that it's justified and it's necessary. Anger can destroy you. Anger can eat you up from the inside out if you're continuing to use anger against yourself and other ways of harming people. But anger is there to show you where your boundaries are, to tell you when somebody has crossed them. It is your warning sign. It is what is saying, hey, what this person did wasn't okay. And you are allowed to feel anger. I learned through my own darkness that my anger that I took out on the rest of the world because of my pain is my greatest asset. That that justified anger, that power and that strength that comes from it can be the thing that I use to help other people in the world. Instead of using it to destroy myself and other people, when I get angry, I can use that anger to do something to make a change that helps somebody. I learned that from my own darkness. What can you learn from those emotions that you have in your own darkness? It may not be anger. I don't expect everyone to feel the same way about anger as I do. But that one particular one is the one that my whole world revolved around for so long and still does. It revolved around it in a destructive way before and now it revolves around it in an empowering way. Anger is a gift. It is a tool. It is the thing that gives me the motivation and the strength and the courage and endurance to help fight for everything that I fight for, for myself and for others. So I believe in anger and I've learned that and I've learned not to be ashamed of that anymore, kind of bringing everything back together. And this one, this last one that's off topic, maybe, that didn't, the rest of them tied in together really well. And this one does too, but it's kind of out there in a little bit of a different column. I learned that self-care is not a fad, that it's something that's absolutely necessary, that it's not just, oh, I'm going to take a bubble bath or read a book. Self-care is discipline and determination and routine, and it requires work. It requires showing up when you don't want to, it requires getting out of bed. It requires sometimes taking a shower and brushing your teeth. It requires meditation and study and daily practice. Self-care is just not, not just some foo-foo, I'm going to take a day at the spa. That's part of it sometimes. We deserve that as well. But self-care is paying my bills. Self-care is doing something that employs me in such a way that I can pay my bills. Self-care is doing steps and being of service to other people and showing up in the world around me. Self-care 
is not always fun or comfortable, and we have to work for it. Which leads me to another thing. Another thing that I have learned is that through all of these things that I've shared with you tonight, we don't just get to keep them. We don't just get to happiness. All of those things that I shared with you, like where I've been and what I've learned, and this happiness and this confidence and this happiness, I said happiness multiple times, but this place where I'm at in my life, where I can look back and see all the good and not just all the bad, and I can feel complete and whole. I didn't just get there. I had to work for it. I had to show up when I didn't want to. I had to do things when I, the no matter what program, what we call it, when I felt like I was going to give up, I stayed present no matter what. I had to grit my teeth. I had to sit on my hands. I had to get uncomfortable and look at some things about myself that I didn't want to look at. I had to accept some things about myself that I thought were bad things. I had had to do the work and and not only that once I did the work and I got to this place where I feel great and comfortable and I've done all of my healing I don't just get to keep it I have to maintain it I have to be present for it I have to keep taking care of myself even when things are good because things will fall apart just as easy when things are good if I become complacent I learned all of that from my darkness and from all of the influence of all the people who have helped me to get where I'm at today because I'm not the only person who says these things, I promise. These are just the things that I want to share with you about what it's like to embrace darkness and what we learn from our darkness and how we are empowered by our darkness and how our darkness teaches us what we need to know about ourselves and who we are and the strength of who we are and what we value and what's worth fighting for and all of those little characteristics that other people made us think were too intense, how they are amazing and awesome and they make you who you are. This is what it's like to embrace darkness. These are the things that we learn from our darkness. And I think that those are all of the things that I had to share with you tonight. Again, I know there's more to it. I'm sure I'm going to get off this podcast and I'm going to think to myself, wow, I could have said that and I could have said this. But for the most part, this is what I have for you tonight. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about any of this or discuss anything if you want to find me. Um, at uh, transformationreiki.com. That's the main website and every one of my other social media sites and events and endeavors filters out from that website. My email is izzy at transformationreiki.com. And I'm happy to talk about this. One of the cool benefits of, or one of the cool things about this podcast is that I provide the Embracing Darkness podcast as early access to uh, a certain rewards level on my Patreon account. And the I think they're the guardian level. The guardian level patrons have the, they get access to the podcast early and they get to interact and help me develop topics and ask me questions and ask me anything they want to know about darkness. And then I get to turn them into a podcast like I did with this one tonight that came from some of the questions and some of the things that I have received in conversation with um, my patrons and a few other people. So if you're interested in making suggestions in that way or asking questions or being more involved and having early access to the podcast, you can find me on patreon.com backslash Izzy Swanson. 
And so before I go on and tell you all the other places you can find me and all the other things that are going on, skipping ahead, I want to take a moment to do a few things. Um, I want to do an entrepreneur shout out and the causes we support section. So another reward that comes from the Embracing Darkness uh, from the Patreon account is that I, at a certain reward level, if you, if you subscribe at a certain reward level and you are a small business, either a pagan-owned business or a wellness practitioner of some sort, I will promote your business here on the podcast and help you get seen and help build community with you. So if you're interested in doing that, um, I have a couple of spaces left for that. You can join me over on the Patreon account and sign up and then we'll have a conversation about what you'd like me to share. So tonight, our first um, entrepreneur that we want to share and support is Lancy Sky Travel, run by Vivian Armstrong and her family, Chris and Taryn. Vivian runs a spiritual travel agency. Um, she takes people on spiritual pilgrimages in various places throughout the world. They're not just trips or tours for just to, to go on vacation. They're dedicated events to bring you closer to the gods and to the energy of the land of the places that she takes you. So she does trips to Ireland and Wales and um, France and a few other places. I think she's going to Prague. I think that might be her own trip, but she does organize trips if she has enough interest, various different places. And I have been with her twice to Ireland and I highly recommend it. But Lancy Sky Travel also does an online, a year with our gods online conferences. They are a series of online conferences aligned with the pagan holy days. There are eight of them. And so there she does a conference a week or two before each of those um, holy days and introduces you to a different God or deity or concept. She even does some community events. She did one about anti-Semitism and domestic violence. Um, she has different ones, but the one that she has coming up most recent not most recently but i can't think of the word the one that's coming up the soonest is about queen mave and it's called mave inspiration and intoxication you can find this event in land sea sky travel on facebook or on the web they are going to have The Cauldron of the Celts is going to be presenting. Male Brig is going to be presenting a topic on the intoxicating one. There are going to be quite a few. And I believe Laura O'Brien's going to be presenting, which is somebody you always want to hear her talk. And I'm not sure, but I believe Morpheus Ravenna will be involved as well. So go over to Lancy Sky Travel on Facebook.com and get some details about Queen Maeve, the warrior queen, and um, how she influenced the world around her, especially in her relationship with that boy, Kekolin. Another person that I'd like to introduce you to, she is new to the Patreon account and at this reward level, is Debbie Huggins-Jones. She is a, the name of her 
business is Feather and Stone Healing Arts. She's located inside the Phoenix Project here in Austin, Texas, which is around Highway 290. Um, she is a licensed massage therapist who also practices Reiki. She focuses on chronic pain and palliative massage. So she, if you want to know more about the different services that she provides, you can reach out to her at debbiehugginsjonesLMT at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you um, and hopefully it won't be too convoluted. You can always reach out to me if you want more details. It's Debbie, D-E-B-B. I-E Huggins, H-U-G-G-I-N-S Jones, L-M-T at gmail.com. Or you can find her by looking at the American Massage Therapy Association and looking, at, looking up Debbie Huggins Jones through that website. You can also give her a call at 903-520-8808. Deb is a member of the Order of the Crows and active in her spiritual community and very good at what she does. So I highly recommend her and I'm happy to support her. So let's also talk a little bit about what causes we support. So recently, and I'm typing in a little bit of something here to bring up some more details. But recently I did uh, a presentation called Recovery Awareness in Spiritual Community, which I highly recommend if you'd like to know more about what it's like to be a recovering addict in uh, pagan spaces and in any spiritual community. You can find that for free up on my Guardian School website, which I'll tell you more about in a moment. I'm getting ahead of myself. But part of that class, um, was set up in such a way that proceeds from the class the first time that I provided it were donated to a, um, a recovery program here in Austin called Serenity Star. What I like about Serenity Star is that they are a, they're not a treatment center, they're a holistic healing center that provides peer-to-peer -peer recovery um, and sustainability practices. So they provide Things like yoga and meditation, medi uh, alternative healing, uh, access to other healing programs, community living, family support, um, and they're very holistic and aligned with the energy of the natural world around us and using energetic practices and wellness modalities to help bring about uh, recovery to those who are struggling. And they're very much aligned with what we do here on the Embracing Darkness podcast and what I do in my work at Felicon Ministry and Transformation Reiki. So I highly recommend checking them out if you'd like. Again, they are Serenity Star. You can find them at serenitystar.org. And they're located here in Austin, Texas. And I know many people who have received services from them that have talked to me about how much it's changed their life, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that we chose to donate to them when we were setting up this class. So let me get back to telling you who I, where to find me and some of the things that have been going on. Some of those things that have been keeping me a little busy is that I set up something called the Guardian Method, which is the modality of healing that I 
teach and provide to my clients. Reiki is a part of the Guardian Method and Reiki is a part of what I teach. But you can find more information about that on my website, transformationreiki.com. The explanation of what the Guardian Method is and why it is and how it came into being and all of the different classes that I provide as part of the Guardian Method. Um, the other thing that I've done is I've set up an online school instead of trying to navigate the bulky Squarespace system. I've set up an online school called the Guardian School. It's the Guardian School at Teachable or the Guardian School at teachable.com. You can find access to that through my website as well. All of my classes that I've taught online are there. The recovery awareness program is there for free. And soon, once I figure out how to get the coupons to work, they will be available at an introductory discount. And so you can find me at transformationreiki.com. You can find me at the Guardian School. You can find me at Felicon Ministry on Facebook, which is F-E-I-L-E-A-C-A-N Ministry, and at Transformation Reiki on Instagram. But how this all ties together is through the Patreon account as well. And if you subscribe through the Patreon account, you'll have access to monthly guided meditations. You'll have access early access to the podcast. And you'll have access, if you want, as an entrepreneur, for me to promote your business. And one of the rewards level that I'm providing is to have early access to excerpts from the book called The Guardian Method, which I'm writing presently. And so I've had a lot of things going on. I've also been doing a lot with the Order of the Crows. I'm the president of the Order of the Crows here in Austin, Texas, which is a priesthood tradition honoring the Morrigan. And you can find us at theorderofthecrows.org on the interwebs or the Order of the Crows on Facebook. And those are all the ways that you can get in contact with me or follow the work that I'm doing. And always, always feel free to email me at izzy at transformationreiki.com. Email is the best way to get a hold of me. I'm not a big Facebook messenger. Um, and I don't always have time to text because I have a client-based practice. So email me and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So that's all I have for you tonight, friends. Thank you for being here with me and sitting in the darkness with me as we talk about what the darkness taught me. And I wish you all a very good night.